Welcome to another edition of Dentalpreneur Secrets, where we help you build an amazing life of significance by using strategies of the super rich so you can take even better care of the people you love, support the causes you care about, and really make an impact in the world. But to do that, one of the things you're really going to want to consider and look at having is a strong and good performing team. That's the most important thing. And today I am so excited. We've got Keith Stoller with us of uh, Tax and Business Solutions. And by the end of our time together, you're going to really know how to leverage your accounting team, your accounting relationship, so that you get the maximum impact. You're going to have an even better understanding of what your accounting relationship should be providing for you. And you're going to feel empowered to reach out and have impactful conversations with your team. And this is what I'm so excited about, is helping you communicate even better with the professionals in your life, because this is a game changer for you. Like I mentioned, we've got Key Stoller of Key Stoller Tax and Business Solutions, and he helps business owners just like you maximize their profits and minimize expenses. Wow, that's what I want too, and hopefully you do also. Keith, welcome to the show. Hey, Tim, thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, I am so excited to, to talk with you today. And, and, and let's just dive right in. How did you get started doing what you're doing? Um, well, I was a teenager in my parents' house sitting on their floor, and I've, I've always had kind of a predilection for numbers anyway. Um, and, you know, I mean, as a teenager, back when you had, uh, oh, maybe 20 channels instead of the several hundred that have absolutely nothing to watch on them, um, I, I was bored. And I realized that um, every year my parents were sending their information off to somebody that I didn't know to do their taxes. And when I looked at their bill back in the day, keep in mind the dollar bottle up more back then, um, they were paying $200 to get their tax return done. And to put that in perspective at the time, their mortgage payment was $256 a month. That, that was a long time ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, I actually saw an opportunity. It's like, and I asked my mom, I said, you know, you guys send this off and you pay this guy 200 bucks that you could put towards your mortgage, keep in your pocket or whatever. Uh, would you, would you be okay if I took a, you know, went down to the post office, got the forms because it was done by paper back then and, um, and the booklets and tried to figure this out on my own. And if I show it to you guys and it looks good, would that be something that you, you'd want to file? And she, first thing she asked me was how much does it cost? And I said, no, no, but this is, this is my gift. Uh, cause I'm actually very curious to try it. And I did, and, uh, I got them very good results. It was comparable to what their CPA was doing, uh, at the time. And, um, it was just year to year variance. Um, but I got it right and, uh, they were happy with it. And from that point on every year I did their taxes, but then other family members started hearing about that. And it's like, you know, he's actually kind of good at this. And so I started doing taxes for family members. And as I got into the early part of college, I told, you know, just in conversation, uh, my friends started going, oh yeah, you do that for your family? Could you help me? <laughs> so, and, and it just kind of grew from there. And then I started helping people that weren't family. So we started going out to the public. And so my business as it were at the time was a side business for me. And it was, um, I, I just felt like I was helping people. And I, so I enjoyed it. It wasn't so much about the money, all money helped, but it was, it was more that I knew I could help people. And I went on, and even though all those years, all these years, that's always been kind of on the side for me. Um, I 
I went through, I've got a background in uh, management, human resources, and information technology. I've got three, three or two undergraduate degrees, a postgraduate, and uh, an MBA. So um, I, I have a very broad experience in certifications and in human resources, and you know, both that and IT, as well as my my tax certifications and my licensures and enrolled agent with the with the U.S. government, the Treasury office specifically. Um, so I've been able to essentially get better at what I did. And as the markets changed, you know, we I've experienced well in my life three different economic upheavals. There's the one in the '80s. There was there was uh, of course when the dot coms busted, and then real estate. Uh, and who knows what's coming after COVID? You know, we, we don't know. We may have another one here. We, we, I, I, that's not a prediction, uh, but eventually, you know, there's an adjustment. So I'll, I'll just leave that uh, there. But I, I, after the um, after the dot com bust, I, I realized, you know what? The more the worse things are, the more people needed my help. They needed the advice, and so that's when I decided to focus full time on just doing, helping people with taxes, accounting, payroll, and looking at the bigger picture of the business. And I dedicated myself to just continually improving in that rather than being a hundred different things to a, a broad constituency. Yeah, well, I, and I think you just pointed out something very interesting and I appreciate hearing that story is, right? You really started off just kind of preparing tax returns, but mm -hmm. then you realized there was a whole lot more to someone's financial life and ways that you can help them which really goes to kind of that maximizing profits, minimizing expenses and, and moving into an advisory role instead of just a role of, hey, here's, here's my forms, here's the data, great, here's your tax returns, right? It, there really is a lot of value that can be added by studying and, and adding advice to the filing of returns. And, and so I, I appreciate that story. I'm standing on, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, and I, I think that's so, so important. And, and right, really the theme of today is, is how can we get the most out of our relationships with our accountants, with our, our big keepers, with, with the financial people in our lives? And, and so, right, how can we really leverage those relationships and, and, and how can we get maximum impact out of those relationships? And well, I mean, as a general, that's, that's such a big question. I, I mean, I'm going to try to take a bite out of it and see where we go. Um, the reality from my perspective and thinking about, um, you know, your entrepreneur uh, podcast members um, is that the fact that you may have advisors, like an, you may have uh, an attorney, you may have financial advisors, that, uh, wealth managers, uh, could be insurance agents, to, to realize that they're not just silos, that these people can talk to each other and create a security net for you uh, just by being able to more freely share information and know that they have the permission. And in some cases they need written permission, like me, I would need written permission to discuss your situation with some of your advisors, just as your accountant would, um, to be able to bring the maximum benefit to you. Because as, as, a, as a client, you may not, you know, the dialogues you may have with your accountant may not cover a lot of these things. And you may have a relationship with your accountant where maybe they're just doing your bookkeeping and payroll and, okay, thank you, uh, here's your tax return, have a nice year. Um, <laughs> and, the, and the fact that it's, you're losing out if you're not having an ongoing dialogue with these people, your accountant, but the other advisors included, and that these people can have, have discussions about your situation and how to, 
how to help the accountant think about uh, your situation and identify insurance opportunities because maybe you have some risk exposure that you, meaning lawsuit, you know, everybody's favorite word, lawsuit, um, that you don't really need, especially in light of your family situation. I mean, you could have kids that are, that are driving, they just got 16, 17 years old, they got their license and they're the highest risk group for an accident. You really want them driving the, the family car? And you're, you have all your assets exposed. So your kid gets in an accident, they hold you responsible. Uh, well, we need to bring an attorney in that. We may need to bring an asset protection attorney in on that. And at least have the discussion. You may decide to do nothing. Uh, but at least you are educated about the risks. You know. All right. So, so what I'm really hearing is to get the most out of our relationship, not just with our accountant, mm -hmm. but with our other professionals, is we got to remove them from these silos that they're in yes. and really get everyone talking together. Is, is that what I'm hearing? The silo is the enemy uh, okay. because your insurance agent doesn't know about your accounting situation necessarily. You may give the, and they may not even know how to read the documents. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is another thing. Uh, your attorney may not, is not necessarily a tax attorney. There are attorneys that specialize in tax, for example, um, and, but they may not know about your, you know, here's, here's your papers, but what about the soft facts that your accountant and your bookkeeper may know, but that person you can't really tell from a tax return. Yeah, so uh, right, how, how is a good accountant really a, a critical part of this team? And what role does the accounting professional play in, in helping pull people out of these silos? Okay. Um, well, to start with, you have to have a dialogue with, you, with your accountant, just like you, you should have with your other professionals in your life, uh, your other advisors. And how to pull them out, to, just to start having those conversations will, and, and have an accountant that will act, can actively identify where you may have unaddressed risk issues, where you may have long-term financial planning issues for investments. Um, you know, where you may have some legal issues because, oh, you know what? You just formed a corporation, but you don't have any of your minutes in place. Well, fortunately, I know I may not be the person to do your minutes, but I actually know the service. Guess what? You can get it for free for a year by my referral. So why not leverage that? And then you just started that breaking that silo and you get introduced to a legal professional that actually, or a team in this particular case, company that focuses just primarily on that and making sure that you have your corporate minutes in place. Why would you want your corporate minutes in place? Well, because that's the first thing in a lawsuit that an attorney worth their salt is going to do is they're going to subpoena your corporate record book. And if you don't keep your minutes, guess what? Then they can pierce that corporate veil and they can still attribute personal liability. And then there goes the house, there goes the, the, the vacation home, there goes the fancy cars, the coin collection, whatever it is you have. Um, then everything's on the block and your entire family, your entire family might can be put on the tier. And so that's important. And that's just a sidebar there. I don't want to get off in the weeds on it, but that's something that most people don't even think about. It's just doing their corporate minutes. Um, and having, having an accountant that's aware of that and having an accountant that, oh, well, these are my minutes. These are the things that happened this year. That's actually part of a good tax preparation uh, and compliance strategy is, what minutes do you have for this year? You know, if you have a corporation and sharing that with your accountant and they can identify certain transactions that might act, that might be overlooked in the standard interview when they're trying to get your information from you and having a general intake conversation with you for tax season. 
Is that making sense? Yeah, absolutely. So really what I'm hearing is the role of a good accountant is to, to be proactive with the other team members yes. that you may have and to help you address needs and concerns and items that you may not even be aware of. Correct. And some accountants might not even be aware of, which is a separate discussion. Yep. <laughs> So, so right, as we're trying to have these conversations, I, I know if you're listening to this, you may be wondering, what the heck do I even ask? How do I even start, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick up my phone, I'm gonna call my accountant, and, and, and what do I say, right? How, how do I start this dialogue, Keith? Oh, that's a good one, because um, I, I, how do you start the dialogue? Well, hopefully this is a primer for that. Um, but I would say that one of the earliest questions that you could ask, and you could even preface it by saying, you know, I don't know what I don't know, and there might be better things or more that we could be doing to maximize my, my financial, my tax saving strategy, my business strategy. How can I, what can I do to help you better help me? And that's a good question to ask your existing account. Hmm. It's just, just to start there because you don't know what you don't know. And it forces your accountant, especially if they've just been, you know, giving you the tax return and that's it to really reevaluate your, you know, your, your business performance uh, and, or your personal situation and take a big picture look and say, you know, I'm identifying these things here, here, and here that we could probably have a discussion about. When can I, when can I uh, schedule some time, some dedicated time to Zoom with you? Or, you know, who knows, maybe one day after COVID, actually sit in your office and have a nice conversation with you for an hour. Uh, and, and really break this down and, and talk about your worries, you know, have the conversation, what's your $100,000 problem, you know, which is, that's to prompt people to say, what is the one problem you're having that's keeping you from making your next $100,000 in profit in your business? Um, that, that, that question is so seldom asked. Uh, it's, it's, it's really a disservice. Okay. So really kind of calling up your, your current accounting professionals and saying, you know what, I, I know there's a lot of stuff. I don't know. How can I best help you help me, right? What things do you need from me so that I can get the most out of our relationship, right? Something as simple as that can okay. start the dialogue. Yes, sir. Okay. And then should it be me as the client really in the driver's seat doing this or, or should the accountant be taking kind of a proactive role in helping I, you discover some of these issues? That's a great question because Ideally, you should be in, I mean, if you're the person who wants input from your advisors, which I hope you do, because if you don't, you're, you're really selling yourself short. Um, the, you should have somebody that can prompt those discussions for you because they, they see multiple businesses like I see. I mean, I'm, I'm just talking about accounts in general in my particular situation. I see many different people. I've, I've, I've probably done over 10 minutes well over 10,000 returns in my lifetime, uh, uh, which is it's pretty good for the time I've been in the business. Uh, but I see so many different situations, so many different families, so many different businesses. And no matter what, I tend to see patterns, patterns for people who are doing well and people that are being underserved. Um, and especially during tax season, if you have no other time that you talk to somebody, I've been proactive about saying, hey, this, you know, ABC, maybe your tax savings, maybe, maybe a business, you know, business opportunity right now during COVID, but there are so many uh, 
regional, local, and national grants and loans that are favorable to your business to help you bridge that gap, for example. This is, this is, this is a situational thing, obviously, that we're going through over these next couple of years, but compliance is going to be an issue. How do we plan for all those things and what resources are available to you that you might not be leveraging? Um, they, they should be looking for you, looking for those things for you, expecting that you're trying to focus on building your business or focusing on earning your living and that you don't necessarily have the time that they do to take a broad look at, at, the, in, at the legal situation, at the industry in general, account new rules, new accounting rules that you might be able to leverage and benefit from. Yeah. I mean, your account should be able to pick up the phone once in a while or send you an email and just, just as a primer to say, hey, I think I've identified a few things. Can we set up a time to talk? And, you know, they can charge for their time, which some people don't like, you know, because then they get nickel and dime, here's your invoice. Or they can just do uh, maybe treat it as a discovery call. You know, maybe we, we, or a discovery meeting, we just chat for 30 minutes and we do a quick overview and find out if you want to pursue it or if you don't want to pursue it. Um, but in the absence of that, you can always pick up the phone if, if that's not happening. It should be a warning sign to you and you, they may not even know what to do. They might, they, you, you might say, ask this question of your accountant, and they'd be, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know? And, you, and you just get kind of get a dial tone for a response, and that's not what you want to hear. But at least you're going to be able to better vet your existing accounting relationship yep. that way. Right. And this is such a common issue, unfortunately. I hear it all the time from people that I work with, and, and I'm sure you hear it too. And, and if you're listening, this may be your experience also, is you're working with team members, but you've got to be the one bringing ideas or strategies or tactics and, and saying, hey, hey, Mr. Accountant, hey, Mr. Wealth Advisor, hey, hey, Mr. Insurance Person, does this strategy work for me? Can I do this? And, and you're spending your valuable time on Google and doing all the research mm -hmm. to try to give your professionals ideas to help you instead of them being proactive and, and instead of them being up to date on the strategies, tactics, and ideas mm -hmm. that are really going to help you maximize your profit and minimize those expenses. And so, you know, I, I think what you said, Keith, is so important. And, and it's actually a very common theme throughout pretty much everyone I've talked to, and I'm on episode 45 now, is there's, there's a very common theme of find the right people to help you grow your business. You, you can't do this alone. There's a proverb that I absolutely love that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with others. And, <laughs> and, and, and that's exactly what you're talking about is get the right team of mm -hmm. accountants and professionals around you. So, you know, let, let's talk a little bit about that, that team, right? How do you know if a team member is falling short? How do you know if it's time to replace someone? How do you do an assessment of, of how well your team is actually working together? That, that's great. Um, and it, again, it's one of those big amorphous questions. Uh, it can start with a simple the simple question that we outlined earlier uh, with your accountant, but you also have to think about it from the, from the standpoint of maybe what's been serving you before. Maybe you've outgrown some of these relationships that maybe that person was the right person in the season and you're outgrowing what they're off, what they're, what they're really able to genuinely support. And sometimes the, the advisor should be knowledgeable enough to say, hey, and I've had to have this conversation with clients before that you're going into realms where you're a little bit outside my wheelhouse and, uh, and give them a warm referral over to uh, somebody who specializes in a certain area, say if their business has changed a little bit over the, over the years. 
um, it's, it's, it's important for a professional to know when to bow out. Um, so I don't necessarily want to exclusively put this uh, in, the, in the lap of, of the client. You know, I, I, I need to as a professional, and I think anybody in, in, in any advisory capacity has to be able to self-evaluate on that and be objective about it. Yeah, but, but, but are the professionals we're working with, is anyone ever going to say, hey, it's time for you to fire me? So, so, so how do we yes. really know? <laughs> Believe right? it or not, not so bluntly, but yes, the, the, to, to just have an objective conversation and say, you're outgrowing me. And I know of somebody who can better support you and you can pass the baton. Because guess what? That kind of authenticity, every time, just, just the simple thing, when somebody comes to me with a tax problem, and they show me their returns. Just the simple act of being able to say, okay, I, can, I, I see this, A, B, C, and D. And I could do this, but I have to charge you for recreating the return and then, uh, and then charging you for amending it in order to fix these problems. And so that's going to be a lot more money you've already paid for this return. Why do I say that to them? I say that to be able to, to give them the opportunity to go back, share this information with their existing accountant, a, it gives the accountant opportunity to save face. B, it will save the client money because they don't have to pay, pay for the return to be recreated in the first place. And probably about 70 to 80% of the time, the person just comes back to me and says, please do it. And I've got a dedicated client for life because I was honest. Now, if somebody outgrows you by the same token, you're willing to admit that. That person was much more likely to, to appreciate your candor um, and the fact that you have integrity and you're trying to do the best for them. And they may have friends that, and associates and family members that may need your services that you've outgrown. Yeah. And you, you can very, very easily become a trusted referral more often than not. Um, it's like, I trust this person and generally the family members are gonna look up to somebody who's done well. And it's like, oh wow, this is your guy. It's like, yeah, and, and he'll tell you if he can help you or not. And, that is probably one of the most overlooked things right there in, in just any professional capacity, whether it's your accountant or anybody. It's just that, that, self, that objective self-assessment and to be able to, to have a candid conversation with a client when, you, when they've outgrown you. There's nothing, wrong, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I think people are scared. Sometimes they're scared of it. Sometimes they don't even think about it. They're just thinking about the dollars coming in. Okay. Uh, so, so, I don't so, know. We can we can talk about that for the rest of the podcast. Yeah. I, I don't want to. I don't want to get lost. In okay. So so we we we've kind of you know taken a deep dive into how you can leverage that accounting relationship for maximum impact, and it's actually pretty simple. Just reach out and have conversations, and ask your team how can I best help you help me. And you've given us certainly a better understanding of, of some of what the accounting relationship should provide in terms of that community or, you know, the, the good communication, being proactive and helping us identify opportunities and, and risk. I, I know I'm certainly feeling more empowered to go out there and have even better conversations with my team and the people I work with. And hopefully you as a listener are feeling more empowered also. And so, you know, let's, let's dive in just a little bit to, you know, where kind of accounting relationships fall short and, and some of those warning signs that we can look for. And then I'd love to, to wrap up. I know you and I were talking about a, a client beforehand that you've really been able to help. And I, I want to go through that story with you, but where do you really see those accounting relationships falling short? Okay. Uh, just in a general term, the accountant that's on autopilot, they do your books, they may, may do your payroll and they do your tax return and they don't provide any feedback. They don't 
um, look for opportunities to have a deeper discussion with you. Um, when you call your account or send them a send them a message, and they're not responsive, they're not they're, they're probably for well, it could be any one of a number of reasons, honestly. But that you don't get the responsiveness, you don't get uh, somebody even during tax season that can actually that can just send you a, a simple email back to answer a question. That's another sign that maybe they're they're trying to be too many things to too many different people. Maybe they're overloaded. Maybe they're chasing dollars too much. Um, accountants that um, really don't have the answers or that they're not willing to have the conversation that I think you've outgrown me. Um, when you're asking questions that they just can't answer or they don't have the tools to answer as far as say profit planning and, um, and forecasting, things of that nature, where's my business gonna look after COVID? Uh, what's my cash burn rate during, during, this, during the pandemic? And how long can I keep my business going, especially at, say, a business that's, that's been un disproportionately impacted, say, that's been shut down because it's not an essential business. I don't have that problem personally because the accountancy is considered to be, to be an essential service. Um, so, but I, I insulate myself. I mean, I still work, but, I, you know, we have Zoom now, for example. Um, so it, it, it's often simple things like that, or that you can take a look and it's like, what does your average, uh, what does your, what does a typical client at your firm look like to me? And if say example, for example, dentists, and the person doesn't have any dental clients other than you, uh, that they don't have some more in-depth knowledge in that field. Um, I have about three different specialties that I could say, including medical professionals, including dentists. Um, but the fact that uh, you're the person who's helping you doesn't isn't, isn't able to have a deeper conversation with you is another sign uh, about your industry, not just the fact that not just your business performance, but your your business performance in relation to your industry and what are industry what are the best practices in your industry that are coming up uh, and that you need to be aware of that you might not have had the time to look for. Wow. Wow. Powerful, powerful insights. Thank you for, for sharing that with us, Keith. And then, then lastly, like I said, you and I were talking about a, a medical doctor that you've really been able to, to help. He was referred in like most of your clients are. And his issue was he just wanted to be able to keep more dollars in his pocket, but also really start acquiring and investing in real estate. And so tell us a little bit about what his current advisors were doing when he came to you and some of the things that you've been able to help him out with. And the, and, and <laughs> When I talk about his current advisors, he didn't really have advisors. He had a tax preparer. He had a bookkeeper. That's the, the, again, it's the lack of communication. He had an insurance agent. Uh, he had a lawyer and all those things. Nobody was talking to each other. Um, but in his particular situation, just to kind of paint the picture, uh, he and his wife were both medical doctors. Um, and what they had what had happened is that they had acquired a property through the inheritance. And later on, they had relocated and also had a, um, their old home. They decided to rent that out as well. But they weren't getting any advice on how to best protect themselves, how to, how to, how, how to do asset protections to, to limit the chance that uh, they're gonna lose everything from the lawsuit, um, which is a kind of a, a, a pet peeve of mine when I hear about those things. Um, 
the, the discussions weren't happening. And he, he really, he got referred over to me by another doctor that I have as a client. And he, and he just kind of told me about the situation that says, you, you seem to be building another business over here, which is real estate. Um, and there's a lot of advantages to that. So let's talk about that for a little bit. We have that discussion. And then you can also protect some of your money from tax, depreciation, and a fair number of other things. And, oh, gee, this could be part, not all, but part of, of, of a financial portfolio for you. You know, this is a, these are performing assets. Um, and if you want to acquire more performing assets, there's a lot of information. I can hook you up with real estate agents. I can hook you up with training. I mean, you know, even, even Robert Kiyosaki, you know, just reading his books could be, could be beneficial. Um, but there are other people. He's, he's not the only, the only person in the world that can talk to you about real estate. Um, but your core business is being a doctor. And so do you really want to manage that? And then having a relationship, say, with, uh, with one or more uh, property management firms, especially in the regions that they're working with, or how to vet, have a, having a conversation and coming up with, with some, some dialogue where they can vet potential property management firms and what they need to look for, where I've seen other clients who invest in real estate fall down. Um, so... It, we had a great conversation. The person's been one of my best clients probably for not quite 10 years now, just because I had a conversation that was a missed opportunity for another accountant because they just wanted to get paid for doing the taxes and the book. Wow. Wow. Powerful, powerful story. Thank you for, for sharing that, Keith. And, and like I said, I, I certainly know I feel more empowered now to, to reach out and how to start those conversations with, with my team. And, and hopefully you as the listener know how to do that better too. So Keith, how can we get a hold of you? How, how can we get some of your advice and, and knowledge? Okay. Um, well, you can pick up the phone uh, and you can go ahead and call me 844-465-7829. I don't call myself that often, but that, that's the 800 number. I have a local number, 661-616-1348. Um, my staff would probably answer the phone and then um, forward you to, if I'm available, I'll take the call. If I'm not, then voicemail. And I'm actually very good about getting my, returning my calls. So feel free to avail yourself of that. Uh, KS at goksTax.com is another one. Keith Stoller, my initials, KS at goksTax.com. Um, and um, let's see, Facebook, uh, KSTBS uh, or Keith Stoller. Just look, just you could Google Keith Stoller and find me anywhere <laughs> in LinkedIn, everywhere. Just Google my name, Keith Stoller. Excellent. I'll, I'll put some links down below for anyone who'd like to connect right. with you also. So, Keith, any closing thoughts for us as, as we get ready to close out? Actually, by the time this airs, we're probably in 2021. So, so what words of encouragement do you have for us or closing thoughts as we start this brand new year off? COVID is not forever. That's the first and foremost. Uh, this too shall pass. That's another winner. Um, I think that you, not only that you, you should have a mindset for right now, but you should have a mindset for change because pretty soon the pipeline is going to be back open. And this is a good opportunity, especially if your business has slowed down or stopped to reevaluate your business. Have these conversations, begin the discovery with your, your group of advisors, begin developing a group of advisors because you may not have that. Um, and, but also to take a look at your business and have discussions about how to improve and refine it so that when the spigot does open back up and customers and clients are coming back in, that you can operate bigger and better than ever. 
this is the time to have that conversation, not after everything's turned back on and people, you know, and, and we come back to the new normal. Excellent. Well, hey, Keith, thank you for being an amazing guest, for sharing so generously with us and, and helping us build those amazing lives of significance so that we can delegate this stuff, so that we can have maximum impact, so that we can maximize our profits, minimize our expenses. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Dentalpreneur Secrets. Don't just listen to this stuff. Get out there, implement it, and you're going to make it a great day. I'm your host, Tim McNeely, and we'll see you soon.